Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Thank you so much, uh, worship team. Can we give a round of applause for the amazing worship team, the Gap Worship team here? Gap Worship, amazing. Thank you to the band. Uh, Man, good afternoon, everybody. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm going to need some feedback. I'm going to need some feedback. What's up, everybody? Good afternoon. All right, look at your neighbor and say, you look good. Oh, man, you look, you look good, bro. I like the, the combo with the, the do-rag and the, ooh. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> they don't know about that one. My guy's in 2030. <laughs> man, uh, good afternoon. Welcome to the Gap Church. My name is David Oluwadara Patusin. Um, thank you for joining us this afternoon, whether you're watching online or in person. What's good? What's up, everybody? Wagwan. My guy, Rodman Talk. Wagwan, bro. <laughs> Man, um, I'm excited this afternoon. Very briefly, of course, this is an amazing Sunday that we have, Thanksgiving Sunday. Are we excited about that? We're excited about that, right? My thing is that this, today's a day, especially this service, this second service is going, to be, is going to be lit because we are going to really give God the Thanksgiving he deserves, right? We're going to give, come on, right? Yeah, we are, come on. So some of us, we're going to be we're going to sweat that wig out, you know, um, take those shoes off. I know, I know you, don't give the, the, you don't give the toes for free, but nobody's looking today, you know. You're going to be dancing to God. Shoot. Um, but either way, I'm excited. Um, today's our last week of this series called Living Water. Can we say that, Living Water? Man, and um, I'm excited because uh, this series has been so amazing. Uh, just like I did in the first service, I'll shout out my sister, Lalade, um, for killing it the past few weeks. Um, and she's really been, um, really been schooling y'all, no pun intended, uh, the teacher, uh, Miss Lalade, uh, teacher of uh, Living Water Studies. <laughs> um, but she's really been killing it. Uh, of course, the past two weeks, um, she spoke about Living Water. Then last week, she talked about what dead... How many of y'all like that? Yeah, yeah, come on. Some of y'all are still in conviction about that. That's why you didn't say woo. <laughs> but um, just, just forewarning, I want you to know this. You're going to hear this message, some of y'all online, some of y'all in person. But what I want you all to do is, if you weren't here for the first two weeks, after you listen to this, go back to our podcast or YouTube and listen to the first two weeks. I want y'all to understand that this is a succession, right? And so um, as we're closing this series, I think this is very very important for us to understand what is inside of us and what God has given us when we give, have a relationship with him. Amen? All right, cool. So let's jump into this. Um, we're going to open scripture to John 4, 13 to 15. Let's make some noise for that. We should always be happy to open scripture. I mean, I know some of us have some scales on our, script, uh, on our Bibles and some dust, but um, come on. Uh, we thank God for uh, grace. Uh, John 4, 13 to 15. John 4, 13 to 15. John 4, 13 to 15. Who's there? I know everybody's looking at the screen. Trust. Oh, they're perfect. Thank you. Shout out to the media. Um, so it says Jesus, Jesus talking uh, to the Samaritan woman. Over the past two weeks, Lolade has actually referenced this scripture before. Um, and so Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. And he says to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now the woman now responded to this saying, sir, give me this water so that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Bless the reading of God's word. Amen. So I want y'all to understand this real quick. Uh, um, how many of us love food? If you don't love food, you're lying. <laughs> you are lying. But um, 
Here's the thing, guys. I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie by nature. Um, I love food. For anyone who knows me, I love food. Like, it's, 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 it's kind of like it's a, it's a relationship type of thing. Not like a, a gluttony, but like I, I really love good food. Um, and so um, the thing about food is this. For me, I always have cravings. How many of us have cravings all the time? Like, maybe like we always have like, like maybe who craves Chick-fil-A? Okay. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, every single month I have, like, really random cravings for, like, the same food. Like, so for me, my cravings are always going to be, like, Chipotle, um, Halal Guys, and maybe, like, uh, what's the last one? I feel like there's one more. Um, maybe some, like, what's it? Like, maybe, maybe, oh, yeah, tacos, tacos. I love tacos, too. So those three things, I, I have to have those. Oh, yeah, and then In-N-Out Burger, that's the last one. Really random, In-N-Out Burger. So I have to, I have, like, I, I have those cravings all the time, like, every month. I have to have, like, it once a month of each thing. And so here's the thing. A lot of times when I'm really hungry for, like, let's say, like, halal guys or, like, something, and let's say, like, I ain't got money or, like, you know, y'all know, you know, struggle season be happening sometimes. You know, you know how it is. Um, there's food at home. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, maybe, like, there's not money or maybe, like, I'm not close to any of these places. Sometimes I'll, maybe I'll just stop at a McDonald's, right? And the thing about it is this, like, even though I ate the McDonald's and it tastes good, it's not what I want. So it don't really taste good. Y'all know what I mean. See, the foodie people know what I mean, right? And so uh, the thing about this, and, and, and I want us to understand this as I relate this, because all of us, when we're in these, in these times when we're really hungry, the reason why we're so, like, stuck on what we want to eat is because we are craving it, right? We have a desire for, for that thing. And, and if we don't get it, even if we get things just like it, it ain't hidden the same way. It ain't hidden the same way. And so just today, I want us to uh, go into just a brief time of this message. Um, if you're taking notes, uh, um, the title of my message today is The Thirst. The Thirst. The Thirst. Right? Um, the Thirst. And, and I want us to realize this. The reason why we're talking about the thirst is because a lot of us, I don't want us to be ignorant to this series when we hear living water. I want us to take a few steps back because what Jesus does in the scripture that we just read, John, 13, John 4, 13 and 15, it says, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, right? And I want you to realize this is that Jesus does not, Jesus is not bringing up thirst because the woman said she's thirsty. The woman's at the well. She's already drawing water, right? Jesus is the one that says, whoever drinks this water will thirst again. So what is Jesus doing? He's recognizing that there is a thirst that man has, right? There's a thirst that leads man to draw from a well. Y'all hear me, right? Cool. And so just getting into it, what does it mean to be thirsty, right? Let's just get into it. What, what does it mean to be thirsty? Thirsty can be a feeling of needing or wanting to drink something. A feeling of needing or wanting to drink something. Number two, it can be the lack, lack of the liquid needed to sustain life. Lack of the liquid needed to sustain life. I don't want us to just put thirsty in a box of just like water. I want you to realize that some of us, if we don't um, have money, right, we won't be able to pay our bills, right? Have the internet, pay our phone bills as well, you know, have the food we want. And so here's the thing. When we don't have money for those things, we begin to, we, we begin to be thirsty for money, right? It's the same concept. Thirst can be in other, other realms, not just, not just drinking, right? Number three, what does it mean to be thirsty? To have a strong desire for something. We see it taking up a notch now. It's not just about wanting or feeling like you need something. It's now having a desire, right? Everybody say Desire. 
desire is deep now. It's like, ooh, it's like a, a strong urge now where it's like, I really need it. Like, it's not I want, I need it. Like, I need it. Y'all know what that is. <laughs> and then number four, uh, this is a verb. This is the verb aspect. The action uh, uh, is a thirsty is have a strong desire for something. So now the noun of it is to have a strong desire. But now when you put it into action, to have a strong desire for something. So we as humans are capable of having a strong desire for something, right? Cool. So I want us to realize this, that when we're talking about living water, I want us to realize a lot of us, it's gone over, for some of us, it's gone over our heads because when we hear living water, we're just like, cool, um, I guess there's like some imaginary water that's inside of me that, you know, Jesus is paying attention to. Cool. Cool. But I don't want us to, to get past the fact that before we even get the water, there has to be a thirst, right? Jesus says to the woman that anyone that drinks from this well will what? Thirst again. So the thing is that what leads us to the well will always be our thirst. And so the thing about us is that we can hear the message of living water, of, of dead water, but I want you to realize that a lot of us are very alike to the woman at the well because here's the thing. What the woman at the well was doing was that she was speaking to Jesus about just life, talking to Jesus, the one that could save her, Talking to Jesus is, you know, oh, you, wow, that's, wow, so I'll never have to be thirsty again. But the reality is that she was talking to Jesus about her problems, but the reality is that the person that could solve her problems, she was still going somewhere else to quench her thirst. And so I want us to realize that a lot of us are in a position where we are, right, at the well, talking to Jesus about how thirsty we are, but we're still going somewhere else to get our thirst quenched. Why is this? Number one, why are we doing this? I want you to realize that a lot of us are doing this because we don't value Jesus as well. We don't value it. You see, I want you to realize that the woman asked Jesus, she says, she says to Jesus in John 4, 11 to 12, it says, the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? So she's already questioning this living water that Jesus is talking about because off of the bat, she doesn't see that Jesus has the necessary tools to really provide living water. Where's your, where's your bucket? Where's the well you're talking about? Because this well is deep, right? And so not only that, what she says is, she says, are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? right, and drank from it itself as well as his sons and his livestock. What she is saying is that, are you telling me that you are better than where I get my, my, my thirst quenched from? What makes you better? Why is, she, why is she saying this, God? She's saying this because she is using the opinion of, of she's using the access of every single person and seeing it used over and over, clarification like this. What she is saying is that I've seen everyone draw from this well and their thirst be quenched. Why should I trust your well now? The animals drink from it. The people of this city, they drink from it. Everybody drinks from it. Who are you to tell me that this well isn't good? Because it sustains the life around here. And so by, from, from, the, from her communication, she's basically riding off Jesus because she doesn't think that he really has what it takes to quench her thirst. I want you to realize this, number two, why we sit at the well and we continue to talk to Jesus, but we still don't get our thirst quenched by him is because we are addicted. 
We are addicted. I want you to realize that whatever quenches your thirst will give you a desire. Whatever quenches your thirst, you will find a bond to. I'll give a good example. I mean, how many of us are on TikTok and Instagram? That should be all of us. Let's be real. Come on. Um, when you are on TikTok, let's say you make a TikTok, you know, all your trends that you, oh, no, 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 you know, all the trends you do. And let's say you post a video on TikTok, right? Maybe let's say you are, you, you just do like a food challenge on TikTok, right? You post it and it goes viral. This happens to a lot of people. What do they do? What do they do now? They're like, ooh, so everybody likes, everybody thought this was funny. I'm going to do it again and again and again because what they realize is that they, they, they have a thirst now where it's like, oh, so if that's what people like, I'm going to keep on doing it so I can get the, get the views, right? And so a lot of times what people do is that even when it comes to your thirst, when you realize that something can quench your thirst, whether it be a job, a relationship, it gives you what you need, right? Watching pornography, hanging out with friends. I mean, you're, you have the best job in your, in your friend group, so you feel bigger, right? You're going to always go to those places because it, it, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. And, and once you realize it makes you feel good, you're going to keep going back there because every time you go back there, what? It makes you feel good. So a lot of us have, have, have created a, co, a toxic codependency with where we, where we get our, our thirst quenched. A lot of us have a toxic relationship with where we get our thirst quenched. I'm going to be very specific. A lot of us, we tell Jesus, God, deliver me. Jesus, I need deliverance from this pornography. Please help me out. God, take this girl out of my life. She take this guy out of my life. And the thing is this. We'd be telling Jesus the problems, and Jesus is saying, I can, but you aren't thirsting for me. Your taste palate doesn't want me. It wants that. So the thing is that it doesn't matter how much you talk to Jesus, the reality is that when you say amen, and you're just like, all right, cool, you're going to sneak back and be like, let me just have a little. Because your taste palate is accustomed to toxicity. I want you to realize that some of us, and I really pray for there are people in here that, unfortunately, whether watching in here that are like this, where it's so bad that if you were to be cut off of the well that's been quenching your thirst, you will go into a... a you will not survive. You will not survive. There's, there's some leaders in here that can, that can attest to this. There's people who go through deliverance, and, and once they are delivered from that, from that thing, they can't function anymore because that thing has had such a hold on their life, and it, it's, literally, it's literally like the only reason why they're able to do certain things, the reason why they feel big is because of that thing. And now when they are detached, they're shaking, they're in fear because their whole life has been dependent on that. They're so far gone that they don't even understand what it feels like to thirst for Jesus anymore. Number three, we sit at the well, talk to Jesus, and go somewhere else to get our thirst quenched because we don't believe in him to be the life giver. I want you to realize that when it comes to our thirst, Jesus, like I said, is the one that talks about the thirst. The woman doesn't mention anything about thirsting. Jesus is the one that notifies about thirsting. I want you to realize that Jesus understands that if you can thirst for him, your desire for him comes. If you have a desire for him, if you know that you need Jesus to survive, you have to trust him. And trust can be belief as well. 
The thing is that your desire, your thirst for Jesus can lead you to belief, right? So it's impossible to truly believe in Jesus to be your life source if you don't thirst for him. You cannot, you can't tell me that Jesus is what's going to keep me alive if I think something else is better. If I think something else can give me life. If I think something else can sustain me more than Jesus, the reality is that there's no way I can believe in him. I want you to realize this. It's so important that we check our thirst. Today we have to check our thirst. It's impossible to say, I want, the, I want my water to, I want living water, I want, a, I, want, I want God to do something within me when our thirst is, is on a whole other place. We thirst for some, some crazy things. We are in, some, we are in some, some things that make no sense. I want us to check our thirst. Why? Because the thirst creates an invitation. Our thirst creates an invitation. It creates an invitation. What does this mean? In John 6, 35 to 36, John 6, 35 to 36, John 6, 35 to 36, let's open the scripture. John 6, 35 to 36. Is it on the screens? All right, I'll read it. It's okay. John 6, 35 to 36 says, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. What does it say? He who believes in me shall never thirst thirst. There's a relationship between belief and thirst. Understand that. So whatever you thirst in, you are going to believe in. And that's even for the negative things. I want us to understand this. The thing about this invitation of, of having a living water, this invitation of quenching our thirst and Jesus being uh, the living water and being our life, our life sources, it's not easy it's not easy because we live in the world where we are, many wells are battling for our attention. Many wells, like I said, our thirst is an invitation. It's not just Jesus that's giving us an invitation. Relationships, jobs, social media people are giving you invitations to, to draw from them. And I want you to realize the reason why it's so easy for many of us to sit at the well and talk to Jesus and still get our thirst quenched somewhere else is really because the maintenance of having a living water within us, we don't want to do it. I want you to realize it's so easy for the Samaritan woman to go back to the well, draw the water, right, and go, and come back again, and the water still be the same. Come back again multiple times. What did she say? Jacob has tried it. His children have tried it. The animals have tried it. So here's the thing. There's been a consistency, a consistency of quality to the well. There can be quality in toxic situations too. So the thing is that there's something that can consistently give you what you need and it can fill you up. But the reality is that many of us are scared because if we accept the invitation of Jesus, the reality is this. We are now in charge of maintaining the water that he's put inside of us. It's scary, I know. This is what Lalani was talking about with living water and dead water. Because when we, when we accept the invitation, many of us now have the living water within, within us. God is trying to give you a system. God, Jesus understands this, that the biggest problem for many of us is our thirst. 
So here's the thing. He gives us a system within us that quenches our thirst. So we will never be, what, thirsty again. And so all we have to do is the easiest part of maintaining the water. That's it. Jesus said, I'll give you the pool. I'll give you, I'll give you the cleaning materials. You can jump in anytime you want to. I'm going to give you the continuous flow of water. Just keep it clean. Because Jesus understands this. And the lady at the well understood this. Her biggest thing was this. She said, are you telling me that I don't have to thirst again? And number two, the biggest thing that she said is that you're also telling me that if I drink your living water, I won't have to thirst. And number two, I won't have to go to the well. Because here's the thing. Going to the well is tiresome. Going to the well multiple times is exhausting. And so what, she, what Jesus is saying is that I will give you, within you, water that will continue to supply your thirst. Just stay connected to me and maintain your water. That's it. And so that's why I believe Jesus uses our thirst as an invitation. It's so important because our invitation is really a relationship with God. He understands. In the scripture, John 4, 14, it says, Whoever drinks of this water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water splurging into eternal, everlasting life. Everlasting life. There is no way for us to get everlasting life if we don't have Jesus. That is what we get from coming into relationship with God. That is what we get when we take the invitation. That's what no other well can give us is the everlasting life. And so right now I want us to bow our heads as I close because I believe that there's two people in here. There's people in here that, number one, you are connected to the source. Like I talked about last week, you're connected to the source, but there's no power coming. You're connected to the source. You've been connected to the source maybe for a year, two years, three years. But the reality is that you still have the taste buds for other things. And so you've been dibbling and dabbling and go into another well to draw from. And so I want us to pray. If that's you in here, I want you to pray this prayer just to yourself. God, renew my desires and renew my mind. I know it's weird. Why are we asking for a renewing? I want you to realize that if you are so stuck on the taste of toxic things, you, there, there's, there's a, there has to be a chemical, psychological change that comes into you because your desires, it's not about cutting off your tongue. It's about going to the straight to the head, taking, taking and, 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 and renewing your desires. So God, renew my desires. Renew my desires. Lord, I don't want to desire those things anymore. I don't want to desire the job and, and put it over you. I don't want to desire the pornography and put it over you. I don't want to desire these things. I don't want to desire anxiety. I don't want to desire the fame and the clout that comes with social media. God, I don't want my, my taste buds to be so, so put on going to these places and, and, and being drunk and doing all these things every single night. God, change my desires. And number two, the second people, there's a, there's a second group of people in here that you are literally like the Samaritan woman and they're sitting at the well, drawing from something else and Jesus is talking to you and he's giving you an invitation and he's saying to you that I know, I know that's wild. Yeah, I know it's crazy to have something within you and you're gonna have to be responsible for that but I want you to realize that there's a thirst, there's a hole within every single human's heart that I, only I could fill. 
And so I want you, if you come into a relationship with me, I can fill that hole. You won't ever have to thirst for anything ever again. And for those people, he's inviting you to come into relationship with him. For some of you, he's asking you to renew your relationship with him. He doesn't want you just, he doesn't want to just talk to you over a well. There's a quote that says, if you don't define a relationship, it's going to be subject to abuse. We're tired of abusing our relationship with Jesus. We're tired of abusing our relationship with God. Let's define it. We need to define it this afternoon. There's an invitation to our thirst. Come on. So if that's you, still bowing our heads, we'll all say it. I want us to say these things because I want us to accept this invitation to quench our thirst like never before. So let's say this together. If this is you and you really mean this, we'll call for you later. But let's say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord. And I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Still having our heads, our heads down. If you said that prayer and you really meant it, I just want you to raise your hand up. Just If you said that prayer and you really mean it, cool. If you, just, 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 just right there. Everybody still keep, it, keep your hand up. Everybody keep their eyes closed. If you meant that prayer, and you and just put your hand up. Keep your hand up. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. And, and somebody's just going to come around and just give you all a card. We're going to wait for everyone here. Because I want y'all to understand that this is so serious. And Jesus is proud. He's proud of every single person right now that is making this bold step. If that's you, come on. Keep your hand up right there, yeah. Right there, yeah. Right there, come on. Right there, yeah. This is an invitation. This is an invitation. This is an invitation. It's an invitation to a relationship where your thirst will forever be quenched. 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 Just right there. Right there, just keep your eyes closed still. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just say thank you for, for this invitation that you've given us, God, to the living water. Many of us came to receive a living water, but God, you wanted us to check our thirst. So Heavenly Father, God, we pray, just as we prayed for some individuals, we pray for everyone here and everyone watching. Lord, renew my desires, renew my thirst, renew my taste buds. I want to I burn for you. I want to desire you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we pray for every single person that is decided to take that invitation, take that step, Heavenly Father, God, to come into community and, 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 and not just have a relationship at the well, Heavenly Father, God, but have a relationship where we can walk past the well. And keep on going, Heavenly Father. We say thank you, Lord, for the obedience of your children, God. We give you all the glory and honor and adoration, Lord. In the mighty name, just we pray. Amen. Can we just give God a clap? Give God a shout thank you for us. tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.